Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Join in on a great conversation today with some of the world's great influencers as they showcase great advice and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso. Welcome and thanks for hanging out with us today. We're going to chat with someone who's at the very top of this category, an elite entrepreneur. We're going to talk about the excellence in masterminds with Aaron Walker. Now, are you looking for support in your business life? I'm sure that's why you're here now. No doubt you've heard the word mastermind and no doubt you've heard of and perhaps read Napoleon Hill and really understand the power of masterminds. I've been in some and they've helped me tremendously. Are you working masterminds to their fullest? If you're not fully sustained and really doing well with your business and earning a high level of income, you may want to get out your pen and paper and really zone in today's interview. And if you're just starting out or you're dreaming out that big vision of yours, this is going to help you immensely. And this is all about helping you and your friends turn your vision into reality. We want to help you get very successful at what you do the best in your business. Meet Aaron Walker. He's been working and running with masterminds for several decades, and he has so much to share with us that I'm going to just let him tell you all about it. Hi, Aaron. Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Hey, Tony. Thanks for having me today. Aaron, the honor is mine. I'm looking forward to learning as, as a student as well, and we all want to learn excellence in masterminds and really get the nitty gritty. And I've got so many questions, but first things first, let's find out how it all started. Aaron, what is your backstory? Yeah, Tony, I won't take but a minute here. I don't want to make too much of this interview about me. I want to talk about how masterminds can impact your audience, but for context, I'll just uh, tell you, I'm uh, happily married now, 42 years, uh, two adult daughters, five grandchildren up to age 20. Uh, been self-employed 43 years now. We've got 14 businesses to our credit. Native Nashvilleian, Nashville, Tennessee. It's an incredible city. Matter of fact, I think it's the number one destination in the country right now. Uh, and I can attest to that. The traffic here has become horrendous, but I still love it, man. We've been here uh, my entire life. We're three generations deep, and it is just a fabulous place. So I invite you to visit if you've never been to Nashville. The way it started was years ago, I was uh, at a Luby's Cafeteria Chamber of Commerce breakfast. There was a guy there talking about a show he was going to be teaching people how to handle money. And I thought, well, this is pretty interesting. So I go up, introduce myself to the guy. This is in the mid nineties. And so I said, my store, my retail outlets just down the street, won't you come check it out? He did fell in love with it. And he said, this is just the kind of place I would love to be a sponsor for my new radio show. And I said, I never even heard of you. Like, why would I advertise with you? You're just starting this. You're brand new. He said, what about I give you a week free? What about you try me for a week? He was on one radio station here in Nashville, Tennessee. And I said, I'll try it out. So three days in Tony, our business absolutely exploded. And it was a result of these ads. And so I called the guy and I said, listen, 
I don't know what Kool-Aid it is, but these people are drinking it and I am all in on this advertising. And he said, well, if you're going to go forward, you have to sign a year contract. And I said, man, you're a brand new show. I've only tried you three days. Now you're trying to get me to sign up for a year. He said, it's either a year or nothing. So I signed up for a year. That was my first encounter, Tony, with Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey was the salesperson. He was the show. He was on one radio show. I spent the next 23 years sponsoring Dave's show. What an incredible experience that was. Dave and I became very good friends. And about five or six years later, he invited me to join his mastermind group. And I said, Dave, I don't even know what a mastermind group is. And he said, well, come and check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. I've invited a bunch of neat guys. I think you'll enjoy it. So I did reluctantly because I knew Dave was going to be all up in my business, right? He was going to know everything. And I didn't really want him to know everything, but I went reluctantly, fell in love with it. That was over two and a half decades ago. I've been in a mastermind group every week since, and it's radically changed my life. That's kind of how it got started, Tony. That is an amazing story. And for some reason, don't ask me why. But when you mentioned that person that had one radio show, I just knew of all the people in the world that it was Dave Ramsey. <laughs> I just yeah, had well, he's feeling. an incredible guy. He's done a great job. He's on 700 stations now and uh, probably 20 million listeners a week. And he's done a remarkable job. Absolutely extraordinary. Now, at this point, Aaron, you you've learned about a mastermind. You had a successful business and you're really like you're enjoying it. But you decided you had this vision on teaching and helping other people with masterminds. Where and how did that come about? Yeah, you know, we'll have to fast forward about 10 or 12 years after that encounter because uh, I had a construction company that we had started years ago, and I was going to retire for the third and final time. Robin said, I've retired more than the law allows. But so I did. I retired when I was 50, and I was sitting at uh, the conference table in Dave's office, and they said, what are you going to do now? And I said, nothing. I said, I'm going to go down to the Caribbean. I'm going to buy one of those little tiki huts and I'm going to rock myself into an oblivion. And Dan Miller, the guy that owns 48 days to the work you love, he leaned over the counter and he looked at me and he pointed that little short stubby finger at me. He said, that's the most selfish thing I've ever heard you say. And I'm like, what do you mean? I've been working since I was eight years old. He said, Aaron, you and Robin at that time, we'd been married over 30 years. He said, you've had 12 successful companies. You need to educate, train, and teach other people to do the same. And I said, I'm not coaching, Dan. I said, I have no interest in coaching whatsoever. And he said, why don't you come to the sanctuary at my place, go through the coaching program. I think you'll enjoy it. And Dave chimed in. He said, yeah, come and do Entree Leadership Mastery as my guest. And I said, as your guest, he said, yeah. I said, well, that's a $10,000 gift. And he said, yeah, come and do it as my guest. I think you'll enjoy it. And I did. And I absolutely, Tony, fell in love with it. The second night I was driving home and Dan Miller texted me. He said, hey, Big A. Everybody calls me Big A. He said, hey, Big A. He said, did you notice the people at your table leaning in, listening to your stories? And I said, yeah, I did notice that. He said, I think you've got something really powerful to say. And I think you really need to consider coaching. So I went home, talked to Robin about it. We're Christian by faith. You know, Christians, we pray about everything. And so I said, Robin, do you think we should do this? And she said, I don't know. So I thought about it a little while, went and did Entree Leadership. 
couple of guys there named Matt Miller and Brett Barnhart approached me about midway through the week. And they said, we want to hire you as our coach. And I said, this is Dave's event. This is not my event. And they said, no, we really want to hire you. So I went to Dave and privately in his office. And I said, Dave, there's two guys out here that want to hire me as their coach. He said, go for it. I said, this is your event. You coach them. And he said, no, you go for it. It'll give you a start. And so I did. And I've never looked back, started doing podcast interviews, telling our story and what we've been able to accomplish, encouraging people. And here we are almost 20 mastermind groups later, we're in seven different countries around the world and we're having the time of our life. Absolutely amazing, Big A. And what you've done is astounding. I, I, I mean, these are words we hear all the time, but it's just the best word. It's amazing and astounding what you've done with masterminds. And I have a number of questions on this. Sure. Before we get into that, one more. Okay, so I got that you're good at it, that you're doing it, that you're training others. And I'm looking for now why, because you didn't really have to do it. And then you could have helped a couple and moved on. Why yeah. do you keep doing it? What's the purpose yeah. and reason behind all this? Tony, we've got to go back and digress again, just for a moment, if I could, I got to take you back to 2001, August 1st, 2001, now over 20 years ago, things were really good for me. I had a beautiful home, had a place on the beach, all the fancy things. And, uh, I was working three days a week, I had two beautiful daughters, great wife. My life was phenomenal. I was headed to the office on a Wednesday morning. It was seven 30. I had just left our church. We go to our church on Wednesday mornings and we pray with our pastor for our church and our families. And I was like on the top of my game until a guy named Enrique walked out in front of me to catch a bus mile and a half from my office. Didn't look my way. And I ran over and killed a pedestrian that morning. And my life literally came to a screeching halt literally at that moment. I can't even begin to tell you all the thoughts that I was having, and I won't take you through the whole episode, but I finally got the courage to turn around and look. And there was a senior adult man face down in the street and I jumped out of the car, grabbed my cell phone and I couldn't even dial 911. My hand was shaking so hard. I finally got my composure, dialed 911, major thoroughfare, two lanes going South, two lanes going North probably 70,000 cars a day go through this thoroughfare. Cars were stopping everywhere. People were jumping out to try to help this gentleman and ambulance and the police department, fire trucks started showing up and man, I was just a nervous wreck. And I ran over and I said, please tell me he's okay. And they said, he's, he's, he's hurt bad. And so they put him on the gurney and I said, is he dead? And they said, no, he's still alive. And so they put me in the police car and for questioning, everyone testified. It wasn't my fault. He ran out in front of me. I wasn't doing anything wrong. And uh, they called me on Saturday morning at nine 30 from the trauma unit at Vanderbilt hospital. And they said, is this Mr. Walker? And I said, yes. They said, this is Dr. Such and such from the hospital. They said, you wanted to be notified. I just wanted you to know Enrique didn't make it. And it was like, you literally ripped my heart out. And so it started kind of a depression. It started this angst within my life. And, uh, after about two weeks, I went back to work and, uh, had a lot of good friends that surrounded me. My pastor come around me and helped walk me through this. But, uh, two weeks later, which is 30 days now, I decided to retire. I was 40 years old. I decided to retire. And I did. And I went through a five-year process, really figuring out what it was that I wanted. 
And what I discovered in that five-year process was, is that I'd had a great amount of success financially. I was very poor as a child, started my first business at 18. I sold to a Fortune 500 when I was 27. I was able to retire then. And I say that with a great amount of humility. But what I discovered was, is nobody cared about what little bit of wealth that we had, but my family. And I said, if I had been killed that day, the legacy would have gone like this poor kid from Nashville, Tennessee makes enough money to retire at age 27 and nobody cares. And I said, man, that is not what I want my legacy to be. I want my legacy to be that Tony's life is better as a result of having known me. I said, at that time I was a taker, not a giver. And I said, Lord, if you'll give me an opportunity to do it differently, I will. And so I've really focused outwardly trying to be the giver and not the taker. And you ask me why I do this each and every day now. No, financially, I don't have to do this. But my ladder is leaning against the proper wall now. And that's for the transformational lives of other people so that we can make a difference. Now, I don't want to take away from the financial aspect. I make as much money or more now than I've ever made. But the irony of that is, is I'm doing it in the right order. I'm focusing on the other people to help change their family tree. And as a result of that, people keep coming to our mastermind group. They're joining. Their life is different. They've been in six, seven, eight years now in these groups. And they're growing personally, professionally, and spiritually. Every area of their life is growing. Many, many masterminds are out there today that can teach you how to make money. But there's very few that will take on the whole person. And I said, never again will I teach somebody to make money unless I'm really surrounding them in every area of their life. So that's why I do this each and every day. I want to thank you so much for sharing that story. It's powerful. And I'm so sorry. I, I feel almost in shock when I hear a story like that. And I know you've told it before. I've first time I've heard that. And it's, it, it's a showstopper. It, it just, it's just, you have to pause when you do something like that. Mm. When you hear something like that, it's just, wow. Well, I am actually, I'm, I'm speechless. I, I'm just yeah. so sorry that well, that happened. Thank you. You don't and have that you've moved forward to yeah. do something really good and positive. Well, what happened during that time though, is my wife came to me years later, you know, she said, you've got to pull yourself up. You've got to move on. We've got children. We're going to have grandchildren. They're going to be counting on you and you really need to pull yourself up because other people are dependent on you. Other people are looking to you for guidance and help in direction. And you need to be that mentor. And I had people in the mastermind group that really surrounded me and pushed me forward. And I needed week after week after week of encouragement. I needed to be in these groups to borrow their courage when I didn't have any, I needed somebody to edify me, to show me compassion and somebody to show me empathy. And they did, and they surrounded me and they helped me. And that is the reason that I'm so passionate about these mastermind groups, people that really care, people that are interested in your life, people that can know you well and give you great advice to help catapult you to the next level. And so it's not just a financial thing for me. It's about helping people change the dynamic and the perspective of their lives. We're talking about excellence in masterminds with Aaron Walker, and you can find him a couple places. One of the best ones is viewfromthetop.com. That's V-I-E-W-F-R-O-M-T-H-E-T-O-P.com. Viewfromthetop.com. And I'll tell you right now, the pictures, the testimonials, the information, it's 
it's almost an overload of what you need as an entrepreneur. It's it's like this this is the stuff. This is where you're going to find out all about it. Aaron, also known as Big A, and I'll have to get used to saying that. Let's get a little bit more into your vision path. And mm -hmm. we understand that masterminds now at this point in your life, they're, they're, an, integral, they're an integral part of your success. You're mm -hmm. already successful. You're mm -hmm. helping others. You're taking them through. And we all need it. And I've even mentioned a little bit in the beginning at this, at this, of this interview. But I'd like you to tell us a little bit more. Why can't a small business owner or entrepreneur just figure it out on their own? Yeah, well, sure, Tony, they can. And there's a lot of smart people out there that can figure it out on your own. But why would you go through it when you can do it at the expense of someone else, right? You can learn on their dime rather than yours. Isolation is the enemy to excellence. And if you really want to catapult yourself to the next level, we're designed to be in community and we need to be around other people that can really encourage our superpowers. They can really point out what the kryptonite is in our lives, but they can also throw a flag on you when they have a blind spot that they've detected. So for me, I've had many blind spots along the way, but that's why they're called blind spots. I can't see it. When I meet with somebody on a weekly basis, month after month, year after year, they learn the propensity of my life. They learn the values that I have. They understand the things that are important to me. They know my family. They understand my financial wherewithal, and then they can help me make a good decision. And so people can go up and give blanket information, blanket advice. But if you don't know that that disinterests me, it's not my zone of genius. It's not something that I'm competent in. I may be capable of doing it, but it's not my zone of genius. There's an upper limit challenge for me in that category. If you don't know these things, then your advice is worthless. I only want to take advice from people that have all the data that I can give them so they can be supported in the um, in the definitions and the, um, what word am I looking for? The advice that they're trying to give. Now, a lot of us have mentors, coaches, consultants, perhaps they're all the same. Sometimes there's differences or nuances between them. Let's just call it one-on-one. -on -one, somebody's helping you. Sure. What's the difference and why can't you get, or maybe act, I should say in a positive way, what does mastermind provide? That's mm. so different from the one-on-one -on -one right, because right. some of us have, have a coach go, Oh, I may not need this, but sure. Sure. Okay. Tony, we'll use you as an example because you're a very smart guy, but you only have one life experience. You have one set of filters. You can only see it one way, no matter how hard you try to see it differently. You can't it's virtually impossible. When you have a collective group of non-biased trusted advisors, they have many life experiences They've gone down the trails that I've not yet traveled. Why would you not want to have the consensus of the multitudes, right? Have people that put themselves together from different perspectives, different insights. They've had different life um, happenings and businesses that they've owned. Why would you not want to take that advice? Coaches historically will help you with a specific problem. And they're amazing. I do coaching. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. But when I want continuous insight, I'm going to get it in the mastermind group because now I'm borrowing everyone's knowledge, their wisdom, and it's in a collective space. The value of being in these groups long-term is they learn the things about you because we're creatures of habit, right? There's certain things that I do. I've owned 14 businesses and they have come to the realization that I'm a creator developer. 
I'm not a maintainer manager. And every three or four years, I do something very exciting. I buy a new business. I sell a business. I start a business. And I do that because it gets boring to me, you know, maintaining and managing. So I like to create. Well, if you didn't know me, you would suggest that possibly I do the same thing for the remainder of my life. Well, that's what not gives me energy. And so if you are not around me and you don't have that privy to that information, you can't help me with the advice. And so for me, I surround myself with these people. That doesn't mean you necessarily have to do everything that they say. But when you have the collectiveness of the group, uh, historically, that pans out pretty well versus just a one-on-one. You know, I talked to Jim Hoffman not too terribly long ago. He was one of the founders of Priceline. And Jim said that um, 10% of everything that he reads has nothing to do with anything that he's involved in. And I'm like, why in the world would you do that? He said, because it opens up new perspective. The irony of that is the majority of the things that he's excelled in, and he's a multi-billionaire, has come out of that 10%. Well, see, when we subject ourselves to the scrutiny of other people, we allow ourselves to be in a group of other people, even if it's something that maybe we don't align on, their perspective can be invaluable. I can't even begin to tell you the insights that I've learned from being in these groups that I've applied it and it's worked magnificently, but I wouldn't have known had I not been in the group. I really like that response. And the way I look at it based on what you've said and from my own experience, it's not just one mentor that you meet an hour or two a week that does a one-on-one. You have a group of mentors mm-hmm. all helping you that are all have a lot of knowledge in your field or related field. So many, many is better. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's just the collectiveness of the group. There's a lot of value there. Now, one thing about this, which you, you mentioned very briefly somewhere in the beginning is when you are in, when you're in a mastermind, you're kind of have to get very vulnerable and that's kind of awkward perhaps at first some people don't want to they're they're they think it's playing poker they don't want to give out trade secrets or what they're doing etc etc but let's talk about that and how that's addressed in terms of attending a mastermind yeah well it's the scarcity mindset and i'm of the abundance mindset and i've had many cases and points that I can prove that the scarcity mindset's not going to pay off long-term. We owned a construction company and we started the master custom builder council where we would meet each and every week with the 10 competitors in building the high end residents and small commercial properties here in Nashville. People say, why would you do that? Because we would get together. We would get to know each other. We would share trade secrets. We would also share vendors. We would buy in bulk. Uh, The last year that we were in this organization with these 10 builders, we would compete with them through the week on projects, but we would meet with them once a month in a boardroom here in Nashville, getting to know each other. See, I'd rather be competing with people that I trusted, that I knew well, that weren't going to undercut me, that weren't going to stab me in the back, than I had people that I didn't know, that I didn't have any concept of their uh, authenticity or their character or their integrity. And the last year that we were in business, all of our businesses increased. I think we did $115 million that year collectively in business. We gave money away to charity by selling parade of homes tickets. Uh, we all did well. We became friends. We traveled together. We played golf together. 
see, but if we hadn't have done that, our businesses may or may not have increased. It gave us opportunities to buy in bulk. And so we were able to go with the other persons and buy in bulk. See, so that's the abundance mindset. The same way in our mastermind today, I created what's called the mastermind playbook. And years ago, when I first started and we were doing well, we were growing very rapidly. Influencers throughout the country were contacting me saying, how are you scaling these masterminds? We've never seen anybody scale mastermind groups. My daughter came to me one day and she said, dad, why don't we create a playbook? And I said, I don't want to do that. That'll take too much time. And we're on the path to grow these masterminds and I don't want to do it. Well, these influencers kept calling me saying, hey, would you teach me? Would you coach me? And so to get rid of them, I threw a big number out. I said, Hey, I'll do it for this. And they said, where do we send the money? And I'm like, you gotta be kidding. And they said, no, this is phenomenal what you've created. So I coached someone, someone from Dubai called me and said, Hey, I want to learn what you're doing. Same way. I'll get rid of him. So I threw a number out there. He said, where do I send the money? And I'm like, my goodness. And so Brooke came to me. She's my daughter. She's the chief operating officer of our company. And she said, dad, we've got to create this playbook. And so we spent two years, uh, many, many thousands of dollars, and we created all the systems and processes, framework, all the lead magnets, you name it, it's in there. 34 professional videos, 100 worksheets and tools. We do coaching. We teach people now all over the world to do exactly what we do. And people said, why would you do that? You're competing with yourself. Well, see, Tony, as a result of us doing that, we're growing at a rapid pace, more so than we were now. People that come to our mastermind now, they secretly try to get in. And then when I find out, I say, I'll teach you everything I know. And they're like, why would you do that? I said, because there's seven and a half billion people on the planet and you need to learn what you're doing so that you can do a good job. And they're like, seriously? And I'm like, yes, man, I'll teach you everything I know. And I've been doing that now for years. Every time I do, they tell their friends, their friends join. We're just growing exponentially because of it. So you've got to have the mentality of helping people. You've got to be the giver, not the taker. And when you hold your cards at bay, no one can see, you're not willing to share. You're the person that no one else wants to help either. But when you're helping people, that natural reciprocity, they want to help you as well. You want to bring the light to the room. You don't want to be the person in the corner with the secret sauce. Eventually, you're going to flame out. But the person that's sharing, taking everybody along with you, they're going to excel. They're going to do incredible things. And that's the team we're building. Absolutely amazing. And you've mentioned a little bit about this earlier, and I'd like to just focus on it just a little bit. And that is what you get out of the mastermind. So let's make it personal, Big A. Sure. What's the most beneficial, if I can say it that way, success yeah. that you've gotten from a mastermind? Yeah, well, you don't have to do it alone. You know, the more successful you get, the more isolated historically you become. But when you invest long term, Everyone says, I'll figure it out. I don't like vulnerability. And I want to touch on that. You spoke about that earlier. See, real strength begins at the intersection of transparency and vulnerability. And if you really want to go far in life, you can't lie to yourself. You can't lie to those that are around you. You got to admit, this is the good, the bad, the ugly. I mean, this is who I am. Like no one knows everything. And when you're willing to let that veil down, that facade down, and you say, hey, I'm strong in these areas, but I'm weak here. How do I get better in these weak areas? See, our pride and our ego disallows that because we want everybody to think we have everything figured out. No one listening to this interview right now has it all figured out. 
And what we need to do is humble ourselves to a small group. And we need to be able to say, Hey, help me on this journey. I can't even begin to tell you how my life has grown personally and professionally and spiritually as a result of admitting I'm strong here, but I'm weak here. Help me to shore up all the fences. And they've been able to do that all along the way. Listen, I'd rather look foolish in a small group than ridiculous in front of the whole community. And so I'm willing to subject myself to other people's scrutiny that I know have their best, my best interest at heart to take me on that journey. And once you do that, it endears you to the other people. People think, well, they think bad of me. No, they think more of you. They'll respect you more if you will just be honest and transparent and vulnerable in front of that small group. And I promise you, it'll change the trajectory of your life. I'm a firm believer that everyone, especially entrepreneurs, business owners, they can figure it out. They can figure everything out. It just takes a lot of time. Yeah. It takes money. It takes experience. It takes some hurdles because not everything is perfect. You may have a great idea and it may have a dead end and you've got to figure out a go around or something. But I, but I know everyone can eventually figure it out. And hey, we've all figured it out to get to where we are right now at this point. However, that said, one can accelerate quite a bit from having this collective group of mentors experience that help one. I've, I've had my own success in masterminds as well. And what I'd like to do is perhaps draw some parallels, if you would, some successes, you know, um, because and it's just, by the way, it's all, it's not just about money. There's more to it, but I'd like to draw and have you perhaps give us some successes so we can see more night and day, the difference. Yeah. You know, we created a program called come as you will be in 2023. And what you do is, is we started this a year and a half ago. And what you do is you go to your group and you say, this is what my life is going to look like in these five areas. And we've identified five key areas of our life. We commit to aspirational goals in all those areas. And I've created a digital accountability tool that coincides with this come as you will be program. So every single week, I know the task that you're working on. I know the level that you're at, and I know the trajectory that you're going in order to obtain the goal at the end of 2023. Here we are a year and a half in. Most of the guys already have adjusted the goals. They underestimated what they were able to do because of the laser focus. You see, when we live our lives proactively and we know exactly what it is that we want and we eliminate the shiny object and we do the task every single day, you're going to accomplish the goal. Most persons are paying attention to the goal. You need to pay attention to the task that you've got to do daily, the consistency each and every day in order to achieve the goal. The goal will take care of itself if you'll do the task. And when you have cheerleaders in your corner every single week, virtually meeting in a group asking, Tony, did you get this done? You said you were going to, you don't want to go in there and be the loser. You want to be like, yes, man, I crushed it. Well, you crush it every single week and you're going to achieve that goal. And you're so right. You can't just focus on one area of your life because we focus personally, professionally, spiritually, financially, physically, every dynamic of your life we focus on, because at the end of the day, we don't want you to just make money because if you do it at the expense of your family, you're just going to go home one day with a pocket full of money to a house full of strangers. And that's not going to serve you well. So what we teach people to do, build the boundaries, have the guardrails, 
be aspirational, accomplish the goals, live proactively. And at the end of the day, you win. Big A, that's very different from every mastermind that I've been in or heard about. Not that I've been in all of them, but usually it's about let's get you to success and let's and let's get you there. Let's get you at some big goal. And I could be, you know, saying it wrong or saying it incorrect. And masterminds could be all different today. I haven't yeah. been in one for a while, but I really truly like the fact that you go into other facets of the life. I know stories. I know people that are millionaires and have done very well and they're miserable, absolutely miserable. It is, if you don't have the money, yeah. you think that that's the, the panacea, the knee plus ultra of everything It's get all the money. But once you're there, it's a whole new world. And I love the fact that you bring up these other facets of the person because that's needed when you get to the higher, more high success level. Yeah, well, the thing is, Tony, that uh, money is good, and I don't want to minimize money. I like to have a nice house. We go on nice cruises, and I have nice cars. I have those things. But the truth is, is that if you don't have a bigger why, you're not going to be motivated long-term once you do reach some level of success financially. Because just another toy, another thing. I have friends that have multiple houses that, you know, their business will do nine figures this year, and they're, like, bored out of their mind. And because they don't have a bigger why people call me from all over the world and have me coach them now to help them achieve this level of success and significance. See, that's the piece that's missing in most people's lives. They don't carve out anything that impacts the lives of other people. And when you do that, you're going to invite other people around you. They're going to want to know what do you have because you're bringing the light in a dark world. And that level of significance is what's going to motivate you to get you up each and every day to do that task. I like that very much. And speaking of that, getting up every day, I always like to know about habits of the success so mm -hmm. that we can learn from it. Are there any particular personal habits, big A, that you feel contribute to your success? Cause yeah. you get, you've got a zillion people doing successful masterminds. Yeah, What's your routine that you think is like really, you know, your foundation on this. There's two or three things that I'll say, and I do get asked that question a lot. One is that I start my day and I've been doing this for decades. I'm Christian by faith. And so each and every day I get up, I get up pretty early and I'll read for an hour and a half to two hours every morning. And I go through scripture. I go through prayer. I go through praise and worship music. I'll just meditate. I start my day slow, very deliberate because I want to own the day. And then three days a week, I go to the gym. I have a trainer and I work out three days a week. The real key to success is consistency. And it doesn't matter what you're doing. I'm very consistent. I'm very methodical. I'm very regimented because I know that with that level of focus that you're going to be successful. Most people have too many things going on. They're spread too thin. They're an inch deep and a mile wide. And if you really want to be successful, you got to be an inch wide and a mile deep. Those are the people that are going to really make a difference. Thank you for that. And resources. Are there any good resources or great resources that you feel that our entrepreneur audience should check in? Should, should you know, I enjoy check reading. Out? Yeah. You know, years ago, I didn't like to read, but when I walked into the mastermind and I told Dave Ramsey, they said they were going to read a certain book. And I said, you know, Dave, I don't really like to read. He said, you know, I don't really care. He said, you're going to read if you're going to be in here because you don't learn through osmosis. And so it's become 
probably the biggest part of my day, reading a couple of hours every day. There's so many great books out there. A couple of them that I'll mention, one great book that I'm reading right now, I'm not quite finished with, is called Stolen Focus by Johan Hara, H-A-R-I. And it's an amazing book. It teaches us about how big tech has stolen our ability to focus. And this book really walks you through some great exercises that teach us how to remain focused. I took a two-month sabbatical back in November and December, and I really learned that we don't stay in the flow state long enough because there's so many distractions today. And so I'm really trying to delegate everything in our company personally and professionally and do only the things that I do. And you think that other people can't, quite honestly, I found out in many cases they do it better than me. And so I would just suggest and start with that book. The other book I would read is The Speed of Trust by Stephen Covey. Those are two great books that I highly recommend. Thank you for sharing that. Those are excellent books and uh, very appreciated. Aaron, we have a few more minutes. I'm wondering what else can we teach or or tell, talk about in masterminds and the process and and so that it's not forbidding or sure. it doesn't seem sure. formidable or yeah. whatever it's a very easy process i've done masterminds maybe we should just go a little bit through so that people can understand it whether they want to join yours or your oh, system yeah. or others maybe That's kind right. of walk us through that a little bit well i'll take just a moment and say a couple of things and dispel a few myths uh, first of all, you have to go slow. You have to interview a mastermind facilitator and make sure that your core values align with theirs because you don't want to be taking advice from anybody long-term related to your family or your profession with people that your core values don't align. Our core values are relationships matter most, make it amazing. Everything is figure outable no excuses and truth before opinion. And when you find other people that their core values align with you, then there is advice that you're willing to take. So second of all is that you do need to be vulnerable and transparent. Eventually, a lot of people are afraid of that because they haven't earned the trust of the other members. And so that takes time. A person's got to prove themselves trustworthy before you're willing to go in and share all your personal data. And so I would just simply say first and foremost to go slow and to be sure that the members of the group are trustworthy. Be sure that they're providing the services that they promise. Be sure to ask the right questions when you go in to see if their core values align, to see if they're going to provide the services. The other thing that I would do, and I would uh, adamantly suggest that you do this is call a number of current members as well as past members, ask for references, go in and say, Hey, I know that you're good and you're a good salesman, but give me the name of five people that have been in your program or that are currently in your program for at least a year, maybe two years and call those people, spend the time and energy to call those people because they have no dog in the hunt. There's no reason for them to give good recommendation if it's not true. And so just go slow, go at it very deliberately, look at it from the long perspective. Don't go into a mastermind just to suck it for what it's worth, make the networking connections and jump to the next group. That's not going to serve you well long-term. So I would just say, be deliberate, go slow, make sure the core values align, do your due diligence, and then go into the group and try it out. 
That is really a great point of uh, a great way to look at it, and it's very helpful. I thank you so much for sharing all of this information. Really appreciate it. I've, I I personally know more about masterminds and understand them better as a result. I really appreciate it. And once again, we talked about excellence in masterminds with Aaron Walker, and you can find him at uh, viewfromthetop.com. That's four words, viewfromthetop.com. Aaron, big A, thank you so much for coming here and sharing with us today. Really appreciate it. Hey, Tony, I want to mention something. If you like what you hear and you want to hear me for free, TuesdayNoon.live is a great place for you to go to get involved because I don't charge anything. I do it every Tuesday for 45 minutes and you can learn more. Just go to TuesdayNoon.live and I think it will absolutely, you'll be delighted at what you'll learn as a result of that. I appreciate that. And on behalf of my audience, we appreciate that. Sounds great. Eric, thank you once again. We're going to hear you and see you on TuesdayNoon.live. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. We'll see you. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me while I featured an elite entrepreneur who took his vision to reality. I love this chat. We talked about excellence in masterminds with Aaron Walker. And by the way, you can find him at viewfromthetop.com. And you can also check out his live talk every Tuesday at tuesdaynoon.live. And in no particular order, we talked about multiple of subjects on masterminds such as, well, why have masterminds been such an integral part of his success? He's humble and mega successful, and he continues helping everyone he can through his amazing mastermind programs. Now, most small business owners can figure it out on their own, but you know, it can take many years, a ton of money, and a lot of trial and error and failures to get to the success you want. Well, with the mastermind, you can speed that up quite a lot and learn from the experience of others. And you get more than you get from one-to-one coaching, mentoring, and so forth, because you get this collective group of people that share with you and help you. Try it if you haven't. I have found it very successful. I love it. And we talked about why you would be transparent or vulnerable in front of a group of entrepreneurs, because they're there to help you not steal your secret sauce. And we talked about, well, why it's the most beneficial to his success in participating. He tells a lot of case histories, a lot of stories. He gave us some good book recommendations. Have you read these books? Tell us what you got out of them. You can tell me on Twitter or in the comments section if you're watching the video. My Twitter is at Tony, D-U-R-S-O. We talked about a lot of stuff. I really hope you got a a lot out of this and that you share it. I do appreciate your listening. I look forward to your tuning in again next week. And I do ask if you can support this show with a nice review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help us grow the show. And of course, tell your friends. They're waiting for you to tell them friends help friends. All right. Use this and let's help you move on your journey to success. Thanks. And remember, success awaits those who persevere and remain steadfast despite the odds. So good seeds. Do good deeds and join me on the next episode of The Tony D'Urso Show. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Tony D'Urso Show with his key influencers. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 